Hello, hello. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman podcast. My name is Sarah. I am a huge travel enthusiast, a dog mom, a corporate event planner, and just someone who loves inspiring other women to travel the world. If you are looking for empowerment in life, travel, business, then you are in the right place. The Solo Travel Woman podcast is a safe space where you'll get the latest travel updates, hear inspiring and real travel stories, even some old crap moments, get a view into the life of a digital nomad, and so, so much more. Occasionally, we'll even have some special guests to really get the conversation and the excitement and the inspiration going. So come along for the journey, tune in every other Tuesday for new episodes, and enjoy the ride. Why, hello there, ladies. Happy Tuesday. I hope you're all are having a fabulous day, an amazing start to your week. I know it's been a hot minute. I know I said I was going to get more consistent. A lot has happened. Um, Your girl got herself sick with COVID. She moved. She had surgery. It's just been a ride. (laughs) Um, So like I always say, shit happens, which means life happens. I think today's episode is perfect to dive into all the different things that can happen that might be unexpected and crazy and just kind of throw a wrench in your plans. And I'm just really excited to be back talking to you guys. Also, P.S., don't mind the background noise. My dog likes to decide to play anytime I'm doing this. And he's too cute to put in a separate room, so I just deal with it. Um, But before we get into today's episode, wanted to do a little housekeeping. So if you might have noticed, we have a new brand here at Solo Travel Woman from both the travel and destination planning business side to the solo travel women society and then to the podcast really decided to incorporate a logo and graphics that really exemplify not only female empowerment but travel knowledge and all the things that we stand for here at solo travel women so i'm very excited about it we also have a ton of great getaways coming up right now we have iceland and morocco in the works so definitely check that out And if you are not already a member of the free Solo Travel Woman Society, in the description is a link to go ahead and get yourself added. We just started an actual Discord chat and a lot of really cool ways to connect with other women who share similar passions, and then also to connect with me and have some dedicated monthly Q&A time. So really excited about all the things happening. I'm excited you're still here on the journey with me, even though I take some time off between episodes, <laughs> but I promise I, I really truly do think I will get more consistent now that a lot of life's craziness has calmed down for me. So let's dive into today's episode. Today we are going to talk about oh crap moments when traveling. So here's the thing, shit happens, whether you are at home, whether you're at work or whether you are traveling the world. Absolutely nothing goes flawlessly. If it does, please let me know. You're a magician of some sort, and I would like some of that magic in my life. Because I don't think I've ever gone on a trip or lived a day in my life without something happening that was unexpected. And when I say unexpected, I don't even naturally, you know, mean bad things. I just mean, oh crap, it didn't go the way I planned. And that's okay. And the one thing and the one word of advice or not word really it's a phrase but the one thing I want to say is 
it's less about that oh crap moment happening and more about how you react to it that's going to affect your experience. So, you know, it's very much like you're only in control on how of how you react to things. You're not in control all the time of that actual oh crap moment happening. So why not focus on what you can be in control of and make it a positive experience? That doesn't mean things can happen that completely are earth shattering and crazy. Of course it can. I hope it never does happen to any of you. It's never happened to me. Everything I've gone through, whether it's been something randomly kind of freaky or something super weird, quirky and hilarious and positive, I've been able to turn it into a good experience or a learning experience. Um, but the thing is, it's really all about mindset. And that's something you can take anywhere into your life, not just travel. But of course, we are the Solo Travel Woman podcast. So we are going to talk about travel. And I'm going to start with the scary first, just to get it out of the way. So again, solo travel, I will always be an advocate of it because I do think it can you know, really expand your mindset. It can make you feel more empowered, strong, courageous. You really learn who you truly are when you travel solo. However, it doesn't mean things can't happen. You know what I mean? Like unsafe, non-cool things can happen anywhere and traveling is no different. But I don't want you to let these experiences stop you from actually getting out there because they're few and far between. And again, it's all about how you react and you, you know, handle the situation. So the first one I'm going to talk about is one time I was in Berlin and I was having a great time. I was staying at this really cute hostel. Um, They have some really cute ones there. And one, me and a few of the girls that stayed in my room that, you know, that I met via, you know, being in the room with them went to a club. I think it was called Matrix. Um, If you know that club, sound off in any of the comments. But we went to Matrix and we were having the best time. Now, something about me is when I see other women getting super drunk or if I'm in a group or even if I'm not and I just notice a woman getting herself rather tipsy, I tend to go into like caretaker mode. So I'll like slow down or completely stop drinking just so there's always at least one person that is of somewhat of a sound mind to make decisions and get people home safely and so I was doing that because one of the girls I was rooming with actually had a little bit too much to drink rather quickly and was all over the place and so she came to me and she's like I'm gonna get a car back to the hotel and I was like well I'm going with you because I'm not letting someone who by herself in the city, take a cab home drunk. Like that's just not cool, not safe. And I'm a girl's girl. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm not a big, like, I don't care to party. I'd rather make sure you get home safe and we watch a movie, whatever. So we get into an Uber and the Uber driver like was like, oh, she's a little too drunk and I don't want to charge you those crazy cleaning fees. So I say hell a cab. So I was like, all right, whatever. So there was like a line of cabs because this was a really popular club. So we hopped into a cab and we start driving. Now, here's a solo travel safety tip for you. If you are in any type of taxi or Uber, I always put on Google Maps my directional of where I was just picked up from and where I'm going so I can watch and make sure this driver's taking the most efficient route and not being creepy. So I'm looking at the Google Maps. I also have the app open, like I'm kind of toggling between the two. And I noticed this driver, it keeps missing the turn. Like we're on a normal, like kind of like a main road. Um, so let's say like a fifth Ave, if you will. And 
like he could have turned off at one light. He didn't. He could have turned at the other light. He didn't. And so I said something. I was like, hey, you know, you missed the turn twice. Like, do you mind like making the next turn so we can get to because it's a taxi. So they're charging by the minute and like by the distance, et cetera. And I didn't want to be spending a crazy amount of money. So I kept bringing it up and he was not listening. And so next thing you know, my friend started coughing and she was like, we need to pull over. Like she was going to throw up. And I mean, at least she was of sound mind to ask him to pull over versus throwing up. So we pull over and then she gets out of the car and starts vomiting. So then he starts telling me, you don't like how I'm driving. Your friend is throwing up in the car. You guys can get out and walk. And I looked and because he kept missing the turn, we were now like a good solid five minute drive out of the way from where our hotel was. So that's, you know, 15, whatever minute walk. And I was like, I am not, I'm not walking. Like I will call the cops right now. You have no right to kick us out of this cab. You decided to drive out of the way. You're going to be taking me back to my hostel. And so he called me a bitch and Wajmahalat slammed the door on my friend because she had gotten back in the car since then. Slams the door on my friend because he was, when she got out and she was thrown up, he was standing outside the car talking to me through the passenger back when, back like door. So he slams the door on my friend, gets in the car and starts like, like, I mean, when I tell you he slammed on the gas, he went so fast. I was freaking out. I had um, my phone up and ready to call the cops. Like I was so nervous. So we get to the hostel finally. And it was like nine euro and like a few change, a pence, whatever. Um, and so I threw it through 10 euros on the center council. He's like, don't you effing throw money at me? And I was like, well, it wasn't at you. It was on your center council. Thank you. I was like, and I don't know like where you're from that you can think you can talk to people the way you're talking to me. I was like, but it is not appreciated, appreciated. I'm taking down your license plate number and I will be reporting you to both the police and your company. So I open up the door. I get out of the car. I slam the door shut, like, because I was making a point. Grab my friend. And next thing you know, I hear a door slam and screaming and swearing. And he's, like, literally following us into the host, into the hostel. So we get into the hostel. I'm, like, frantic. My friend is, like, crying and we tell the front desk the guy that's working security goes out and like gets this guy to leave and that was it I did end up reporting him and everything I don't know what happened none of that type stuff um but we were so shaken up and just like really nervous like just oh my gosh it was a mess and I was so angry but I was also really proud of myself for not being like an intimidated person and you know I stood up for myself I guess in a way, it's good or bad because it can totally, like, backfire sometimes, I guess. I've always been a very blunt, um, outspoken person. Like, I don't shy away from expressing how I feel. Um, and so I was kind of like, oh, my God, what did I just do? This guy could have been, like, crazy. He could have been turn not making the turn because he was going to do something, like, I'm not, like, you know, bad. Um, but afterwards, like, when the other, like, girls that were in the hostel room with me came back, you know, we told them the story. Um, had some champagne in the room and just kind of like laughed it off because 
It was such a freak experience. And now I could have let that ruin the rest of the two weeks I was traveling and like not have taken Ubers or not have taken cabs, been freaked out about it. But I didn't because like you just got to remember things like that are so isolated. And that person could have been just having a really bad day. Um, Doesn't make an excuse at all, by the way. Um, They could have just been not the nicest human. And it was no reflection on me or this other girl. Um, and at the end of the day, we got into our hostel safely. I'll never have to see this person again. So I'm not going to dwell on it or let it ruin the rest of my experience. So that's one of like the most scary things I think that happened to me while I was traveling. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't think I had anything like crazy scary like that happen. I mean, I've done stuff where I've missed my train or the bus and things like that. And I had to figure out other transportation and I had no idea how to get places. And so that was a little bit like nerve wracking because I was worried I would get lost even further, but it wasn't scary. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that like I felt threatened. It was more like, oh, go ahead, Sarah, let's miss the bus again and, you know, make it so it's difficult to get wherever you got to go. But nothing that made me, you know, I was fearful in that moment in that taxi. And I don't think I've had another experience since then, except if you do, I mean, this is like while I'm traveling, if you are interested in learning, I do have a podcast episode. I posted TikToks about it when I had like a pilot go batshit crazy on a flight and that whole experience. Um, So definitely check those out. We're not going to waste time on this one to talk about that because that was just that that's an hour long conversation in and of itself. Okay, so one time I did a like organized excursion Um, when I was staying in London, I decided to make London, London like my hub and then I would spoke out on different days to different parts of England. So like I went to Bampton, I went to Borton, I went, or not Bampton, um, yeah, Bampton, um, I went to Borton on the Water, I think it was called, I kind of forget things, I went out to Blenheim Palace, I went to the, like, other areas of the Cotswolds, I went to, um, Stonehenge, I went to Bath, I, I did all these really cool things, um, and Hub and Spoke is probably one of my favorite travel models, because you don't spend a lot of time like the last thing I want to do is waste a whole day traveling somewhere versus experiencing a place. So instead I do a couple hours traveling, experience place, come back, so on and so forth. And then you don't have to move all your luggage and crap around with you. But so one day when I was in London, we did the trip out to Stonehenge and Bath. And mind you, so amazing. I'm really big into like, I'm not pagan, but I'm into like pagan history. It's very interesting to me. So going to Stonehenge was really cool. And then we went to Bath. However, as we were boarding the bus to leave Stonehenge and then head over to Bath. Now I'm by myself. I'm on an organized tour with like other people who are by themselves or couples or families or whatever, but I don't know anyone. Um, I went to go sit into my seat. And I, so I pick a seat and as I stand up, cause I wanted to put my bag up in the overhead bin, as I go stand up, my belt, like the belt loop of my jeans got caught on the seatbelt thing. And as I stand up, it like ripped and like ripped the whole side of my jeans down to like, I would say a quarter of the way down my thigh. So, you know, when your belt loop and then it ripped down. And so like on the side of my pants, I had like 
a slash going down and I had like a tank top on. So it's not like I had a cardigan that I can use to cover it, whatever. And then anytime I got like bendy, it would like rip a little bit more. And the thing is we were already a couple hours away from London, had another like five hours left of the tour. We were leaving Stonehenge to go to Bath. We weren't going to be stopping near any stores or anything like that. And so this was something I had to deal with on the trip. I was I was more mortified in this experience than I was in the taxi experience. Like wardrobe malfunctions on a thick girl is just not fun. Um, And not on anyone, but, you know, it was just not fun. And I literally started laughing hysterically to myself. People probably thought I should have been in like a damn psych ward because I was sitting there laughing out loud to myself on a bus full of people. And so this one woman behind me was like, are you okay? What happened? And I was like, well, and then I just showed her. I didn't even say, and she started dying laughing. She was so sweet though. Luckily she did have a cardigan because she said she just runs cold and she let me wear it around my waist as like, you know, remember back in the day in school, you'd tie like your flannel or something around your waist. That's very clueless days. Um, that's what I did. I was so grateful to her. Um, she was super, super sweet. And so I was able to function. However, every single time I moved, it kept ripping and ripping and ripping. And by the time we got back to London and I got to my hotel, the rip was maybe two inches above my knee. So it ended up being like almost my whole thigh to the point the carnigan no longer covered it. I had to walk from where the bus dropped us off back to my hotel, which was like six blocks with this rip down the side. I couldn't get to my hotel faster Oh, it felt like it took like a year to walk. Like I was so embarrassed. It was like 5 p.m. at night. So it wasn't even dark out where I could like, you know, kind of fake it. And it was on the side of my leg that faced the street. So it's not like I could even like walk close to a building. And I, no, it was the leg that wanted to be out in the open and say hi to everyone. So I've gone through wardrobe malfunctions. And honestly, if I was still in high school or if this was years ago, I would have like been like, I'm going to sit on the bus. I'm not going to continue on. I'm not going to go to bath. I'm just not going to move. I said, F it. Like I laughed it off. I ended up meeting the girl sitting behind me who gave me her carnigan. We palled around when we were in bath and she was so sweet. She would stand next to me. Um, if we were standing, like we were listening to a guy play the violin and she stood next to me to where she like could hide my leg from people. Like she was so nice about it. And so that was something really funny that I went through that I just thought would give you guys a little chuckle. I've also, like I said, I've missed many buses. I've missed many trains. Ended up having to figure out, you know, how to navigate myself. But the way I always look at that is had like one time I missed the train. And so I couldn't even end up going on the excursion I was going to go on. So I ended up just walking around um, Cusco and whatchamahalit, I, or sorry, that was, I missed a bus for that one. I ended up just walking around Cusco and I stumbled upon a chocolate shop and got to like make my own chocolate, which was or cocoa. It was so cool. Um, learned a lot about cocoa beans and all that stuff. Had no idea that white chocolate was literally not chocolate at all. It's literally just sugar and milk. I thought there was at least some chocolate in it. Um, so I never would have had such a cool experience had I made the other excursion. So yeah, was I out like 30 bucks? Yeah, but whatever. I got to do this really cool thing. Got to learn something. Got to watch a parade that happened. It was like a sun god parade happening. Um, And I had like an amazing time that I would not have had at all had that mishap or oh crap moment not happen. So again, it's looking at those oh crap moments and 
learning to react to them differently to make the experience like better or positive. I could have missed that bus, let it upset me, went back to my hotel room and did nothing. Instead, I was like, eh, well, F it. I'm going to go explore. And I ended up having a phenomenal day. Got to see things I probably wouldn't have seen if I didn't. Stay back. And it was just a really, really fun, really cool moment. Now, what happens if you have an oh crap moment that puts you into an unsafe situation and things like that? Sometimes that happens. Again, some of that stuff is completely out of your control. Like, let's say you hopped on a train that went to a different part of town than you thought you were going to, and it wasn't the safest. You know, that's why I always, always, always tell you to make sure that you have a safety stash of cash. Make sure you have things like that, because if you ever end up in a situation where you're like in an area, you have no idea where you are. You messed up on a train or a bus or whatever, and that's what led you to the area, and you don't feel like dealing with the train or bus again, you know, whether it's Uber or make sure you know a local taxi service that fields a full area or, you know, things like that. Ubers can be a lot of money, but if you have that safety stash, you can get yourself back to somewhere rather quickly and safely. Um, I also... Anytime I'm going to a different part of town or a different area that is completely unfamiliar um, that I've never been to, I kind of do like where an excursion is. I kind of do the same thing I do when I'm picking a hotel and I look to see, okay, I have to be in this area. Where is there a 24 hour like service building? So whether it's police station, firehouse, hospital, whatever, that if I get there and I can't find where I need to be, I have a designated place I can go to that I know I'll be safe. So Sometimes these excursions that you might be meeting up with a tour agency to go on, if you're doing like a day trip out to my mom and I, we did a day trip out to Pompeii when we were in Italy and where we were told to meet, no one was there. We had no idea. There was a little deli next door and we were able to ask them and they point us in the right direction. It was like two further blocks down. But sometimes those excursions happen super early in the morning. So you might end up in an area at like 5, 6 a.m. where nothing's really open. And if you can't find where you're going to go, that's going to make you nervous. It's going to get you frantic and you might ruin your experience in your day. But if you at least know, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be, at least I think. I know that three blocks from here, there is a firehouse. I can at least go there and ask them, hey, I was told to go here. This is, you know, this way I also print out where I'm going. Um, Do you happen to know if I'm in the right area? You know, you can always do that. So it's all about being prepared. And I know that might be a little overboard for some people, but I'm someone who thinks you can never be too prepared. (laughs) It's just, you know, definitely like that Boy Scout motto. Um, I try to always think ahead. And I know a lot of that has to do with my personality and what I do for a living, but I'm always trying to think ahead of what could possibly go wrong to help myself prepare as much as I can. Um, Because again, so many things are out of your control that if you can prepare for at least some stuff, it's going to make the world of difference for you. Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have, sometimes it does get kind of lonely. And sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. 
It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only, so you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never gonna travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah. 50 and go to tourlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. All right. So you just heard all about Tourlina. It's an amazing company. I'm obsessed with it. And now I want to talk about some like, oh crap, I can't believe I'm in a room with this person moments and just some fun things. Like had I known Torlina then, I would have used, used it then. I would have met up with people to get me out of the environment I was in, etc. And I knew they, were, they would be vetted and safe, all those things. But I used to be a hostile girl. Now, now I'm in my late 30s. I've, you know, worked really hard, want to experience different, you know, things. So I don't really do hostels anymore. But when I first started traveling solo, I was always in hostels. And that means you're put into a room with like four, five, six, sometimes eight other people. Some are co-ed, some are, you know, keep to the gender that you identify as and all of those things. So I've been in amazing rooms where I've met some of my closest, dearest friends to this day. I had amazing roommates when I was in Berlin that I talked about. Um, and I've had some not so great roommates. I had one girl that would just walk around naked everywhere. She thought, I think she thought we were just in a like nudist colony, which I mean, whatever. Boobs are boobs, vaginas are vaginas. We all got one in that room, etc. However, it was just, you know, it's a little odd when you're FaceTiming your mom to check in and say hi, and all of a sudden a naked chick walks behind you, and your mom's like, uh, is there something you need to tell me? Um, and so, you know, you don't really switch rooms. I could have easily switched rooms, but I'm like, all right, listen, she's just a free bird. You know, she's not hurting anyone. Whatever, I'm going to stay in my room. I didn't let it ruin my time. I didn't let it make the experience. It was for two nights, big deal. But that was, like, really unexpected and, and interesting, I've also had a roommate that would scream in her sleep. Like she'd be sleeping and she would just like blood curdle scream. Like she was a sleep talker and, but her version was screaming. Uh, that's fun to wake up to in a hostel, in a city and country you don't know much about to hear someone blood curdling screaming in the middle of the night that wakes you up at your sound sleep. Yeah, that's um that's a little scary. I'm not gonna lie. One time it happened and I pissed myself. Like I'm not lying. Like I I literally peed my bed um because I was so scared when I was jolted awake. So that's one of my fun embarrassing moments besides my pants ripping. Um I've also had roommates that, you know, I'm not you know, I wasn't even in my like in my early th- I was not into like super big drug scene. Um, I had roommates like that were do lines of Coke on the beds and like all this stuff that I'm just like, what is happening here? And when I say roommates, I mean like hostel mates and stuff like that. But like, 
And like for certain situations, I would move rooms, you know, but I always handled it with grace. Like I never started an argument with anyone. I never made anyone feel embarrassed. Like the girl who walked around naked, that could have totally been a cultural thing. I don't know, you know, and I don't want to make someone feel embarrassed for who they are or uncomfortable, you know, even though I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable, like she might have, it might've been such an innocent thing that I didn't want to make her feel embarrassed. So, you know, I don't, get nasty. I don't lash out. I don't start fights. I don't do this. Now I'm very outspoken. So if something like when those girls were doing coke on the bed, I said something to them and they didn't do it after that. They were like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like really didn't think about it. Like we got into our zone, et cetera. I'm like, no, it's totally fine. Do you, I mean, you know, more, whatever you want to do, like do your thing. But if you don't mind just not doing it when I'm around, because the last thing I want is for someone to come into the room and like think I'm doing it too. And then we get kicked out. Like, you know what I mean? You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I've had some interesting, interesting roommates I've put, been put in hostels with. Um, I I've been, you know, I've showed up at hotels that were not at all what they were advertised as. And, you know, to me, sometimes that could be the fun of traveling. Like, oh my gosh, like, I remember when I first went to Europe, you know, European hotels are very different. So a lot of times when you get a room with a big, you know, double bed, it's technically just two twin beds put together. And so when you'll be sleeping in the middle and the, it, but yet it's one big sheet. So you'll be sleeping, rolling around. Next thing you know, you're falling in between the beds because it's two beds put together, not one big bed like you're thinking. Um, so those have always been really funny moments that, again, I could become a grumpy p- person, complain, ruin my time. But, like, I like to look at them at just, like, of course this would happen. Or, oh, what a great story I'm going to tell later. If I didn't have all these moments, I wouldn't have this episode. And so, you know, I've had some of those, like, weird, weird quirky moments. I remember one time I went to a hotel, completely forgot the right outlet, and I had one of those. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Newlyweds with Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy. One of my favorite, favorite movies. Um, <coughs> I think it was called Newlyweds. Correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it was called. But anyways, it really is one of my like favorite movies. And I love like the scene where they plug something into the outlet and it like sparks and like starts this whole thing. Yeah, that happened to me before. Um, I, it was my first time in Europe. I had no idea about different outlets and I'm trying to like fit my plug in and next thing you know, it sparked and nothing like it didn't start a fire, but it sparked and all the lights went off. Like I blew something. So they had to come up and they like, you know, silly American girl. Um, they definitely made sure I knew I was silly. Um, but then they end up helping me get the right outlet and all that stuff. But I mean, I've had those moments. Um, I've had some moments where it was really, really hard to communicate, um, because I didn't know enough of the language where I was. Um, and that's why I always say too, like with your hotel, to write down or at least have, you know, it written somewhere, a business card or something printed out with the hotel's address in the language of where you are going. So this way, should you not be able to communicate, you can at least give the driver, you know, that sheet and say, you know, they would know this is where you need to go. Um, And so I've had to do that. And that's how I learned that little tip was I learned the hard way. It was very hard. I had to like find someone at the airport that knew, um, I'm sorry. I had to find someone at the airport that knew German because my driver just did not speak English. And so they, you know, communicated, et cetera. Um, and they helped me. But that's how I learned to do that printout. I have also had the unfortunate mishap of losing my passport while traveling. Um, it, I have no clue where it ended up. 
um, somewhere in between. It was when I was doing a lot of like bopping around between different hostels. So somewhere it ended up. And again, this is why I always say make a copy of your passport and keep it with you because boy, did that make going to the embassy and getting my passport on the spot so much easier because I had that printout and then I had my photo ID and they can tell like, oh, this is her. She's, this isn't something fake or, you know, sketchy going on. And I was able to get my passport right away. And what is so funny to me is how it takes so freaking long to get passports. But when something like that happens and you're at an embassy, you get your actual passport like right then and there. Like what? Maybe sometimes they might send you out and say, come back in a few hours, but you get it that day. Like it's so crazy to me how things like that work. I mean, I obviously don't know the processes and stuff like that, but that's always just something interesting. If they cannot get you a passport, they will always give you something that's like, you know, if they can prove that it's you, that is like temporary, that gives you access to travel. So then when you get back home to the States or, you know, wherever you are, you can then go, you know, get your passport again. So um, I always, always make a copy of your passport. I would say even now to make a copy of your CDC card. So in case you lose that. Um, or anything like that in case you lose documentation of your vaccine if you are vaccinated you have a copy so this way the last thing you want is to like go somewhere that you were expecting to go and be turned away because of covid um sorry i had to take a sip of water talking makes my mouth very dry um so that those are some like kind of tips to work around some of those oh crap moments that could definitely definitely happen easily um, again, also having that safety stash really helps because, for example, I had a client, she was on, she's on a trip right now, and she showed up to the hotel we booked her at, and unfortunately, it was just not up to the expectations that we thought it would be. Um, I read every review, I called the hotel, all the things, and which while I had even stayed at this hotel previously, like years ago, um, it was under different ownership, but it was the same hotel and all the images, everything looked the same as when I was there. So I'm like, oh, she should be fine. Well, I guess they got there and it was like not at all what the pictures looked like anymore. So they must not have ever updated the listing and they didn't even have the basic amenities. And she was so upset, ended up leaving, going somewhere else. And I felt so, so horrible. Um, but having that you know, had she not budgeted or something for a mishap, she, it might've been really hard for her to go to another hotel. So always making sure you budget and for any type of like mishaps or delays that might make you stay or safety stash, whatever, emergency cash stash, make that be a line item in your budget. So if anything like that happens, it doesn't ruin your trip because you've prepared for it as much as you could. And it's just going to end up being like, oh shit, well, that sucks that that happened. I'll figure out getting refunds, filing an insurance claim later, but at least I can go on my trip and have a great, great time. So those are some little things that can happen. Um, I've had oh crap moments where I've gone out on an excursion and the guide was horrible. The bus broke down and like all those little things happen where again, you can let it just completely ruin your time. I try to turn it into a different experience. One time when I was in Turkey, um, the bus on the way to an excursion broke down. And so it was going to be a couple hours for us to get to the place we were going. And But nearby, there was like a cute little restaurant. So a bunch of us went there, had some drinks, whatever. Had a great time, made such good friends uh, or, you know, travel friends that I still, you know, catch up with on Facebook or Instagram, whatever. So like we turned it into just like, a bonding positive experience didn't let it mess up our mentality um 
and all of those things because you know in the end especially when you're traveling solo when you have these moments it is just you you don't have someone with you like a friend or a a spouse or a family member to like one either cheer you up or to bring you down with them if they're not like happy and they don't know how to have the right mindset you can only literally control and rely on yourself so you are ultimately responsible for whether or not you have a good time and let it ruin your experience so why let it ruin it you know like things are gonna happen it sucks some things are just like really shitty but try to have a positive mindset because it's number one going to help you get out of that shitty situation a lot faster and a lot smoother. And two, it's going to allow you to continue on your journey and have an amazing experience. And I bet you three days from that oh shit moment, you might have another one. You know what I mean? Like things are just always going to happen, but it's how you react to them. It's how you, you know, move through them and learn from them and whatever that is going to make or break your trip and your experience. And the last thing I want is for you to have a horrible time. Now, again, I'm not here saying everything is always hunky-dory. I'm always in a great mood. I'm always positive. Woohoo! I'm human. I have my moments. Don't get me wrong. There are times where I'm like, I mean, when that flight thing happened with that pilot um, back in 2012 that I was talking about, again, I'll link that episode in the description if you want to listen to that. When that happened, I did not fly for a whole year. I let it truly impact me. I let it really affect my life, my experiences. And I swore to myself, I would never let that happen again because it really just made my life like I did not have a fulfilled life for a whole year. And I will never let that happen again. And I I don't want that to happen to you. So take, you know what I'm saying for what it is, you know, take it or leave it. I hope I'm able to, you know, motivate you to have that positive mindset and enjoy your experiences and learn from them. Um, But at the end of the day, it's ultimately your choice. But try not to stress what you can't control and try to focus more on how you react and the things you can control in the situation. And I promise you it'll make a world of difference for your trip. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. Don't forget, give us a rating on the podcast platform that you listen to us on because our mission is to empower and inspire as many women as we can around the globe. And that is how you can help us to do so. Thank you again. And we will see you next time.